hey kids, you uh, you trying to get into Segment City? Well, you really shouldn't, because Segment City is a mature podcast, and listener discretion is advised. I'm just trying to look at, I know I'm in an alleyway, I know, I know how I look, but I got some fireworks for you kids. I got snakes and I got sparklers, that's all I got. Oh, don't give me that. We're coming to an end here at the end of the summer. Um, mm. End of another glorious summer. And I always think to myself at the end of the summer, this is the last summer that I believe in citronella candles. Like, I'm not what? doing it again. <laughs> like, I, Bro, I can't be burned on. again by these stupid citronella. They don't work. Can we be well, honest with ourselves as a society? They don't work. If you're getting burned, maybe you're using them wrong. <laughs> boom, boom. Okay, we're no, but, Well, I'm getting burned because I my theory is you have to sit so close to the candle that you effectively have to be in the candle on fire if you'd want to avoid these bugs. And just for clarification, citronella candles are the candles you light that like are supposed to get rid of yeah. mosquitoes. Yes. Right. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm going to say something bold back to you. Okay. That is not very bold because I'm disagreeing. I don't think they were. <laughs> so people, it, I've been over to some friend's house during the summer and some people go hard. You either don't believe in citronella candles and you don't even buy one. Or you, or you go hard and you surround your entire patio space with citronella, like a like hundred citronella candles. Thinking and, that it like, and it doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter because it doesn't work. It's not like you're creating a force, like an invisible <laughs> force field where bugs are like trying to like get in and they just can't. They're bouncing off. They're ricocheting. I was going to say, people think they're like pylons of like yeah, protective energy, and it's <laughs> like, not. absolutely not. I think that even even campfires, which people forever have known, got, gets rid of bugs because of all the ash and stuff coming off that yeah, just right, burn the right, shit out right, of them. Right, right. Even that is like, I'll get all it's dubious, right? You, you need We're, this something is a, stronger. This tiny thing. Yeah. yeah. It, I, is it just like chemicals within the candle that just like is supposed to give off as it yeah, notes. I think it's something to do with the scent. Like the scent is disruptive to mosquitoes. Like that's the theory, yeah. right? That's the theory. But but I also have this take with like all natural bug sprays. Like they they pretty much don't work. Like DEET DEET is sort of where it's at. Deet. I think I think uh, maybe they need to invent a DEET candle so I can inhale mm. those good DEET fumes and get no mosquitoes in my lungs. Yeah, I, you you said on a past podcast like i think an episode or two check them out um that you think that sunscreen is going to be the thing that people are going to be like why were you rubbing yeah, chemicals you, on yourself yeah, deep, 100 i i actively feel like that for yeah. bug spray yeah i that, hate yeah, bug, yeah, spray bug spray because i'm like i feel like i need to because it is harshest chemicals like just well, i mean i would go bugs. for an all-natural alternative if they worked they work they don't <laughs> they, they don't really I yeah. need to see the, the scientific results. I guess there's some calculation that we do, which is like, how many years of my life am I willing to sacrifice to not be big, bitten by bugs? You know? Yeah. That right. is a big... I hate <laughs> bug bites, though. Bug bites are terrible. Horrible. But we've, we're already almost three minutes in, and we haven't even said the name of the program. Welcome to Segment City, everybody. A bro- bug-free zone, because we just keep on... We have citronella... It's one big candle. Yeah, it's like it's, rather than being frozen in carbonite, we're frozen in citronella, and just our faces <laughs> are un- are unfrozen, so we can make this podcast for you. How's how's it doing? How's it going? How's we're it going like, in the middle of Segment <laughs> City in this hypothetical place. I'm Will Kane, and you know what? I feel like I'm helping 
mosquitoes evolve, and that's not good. And I'm Theosopakos, and uh, you can you can make me into a candle. Just make sure it's I a good scent. Just make sure it smells nice. I don't nice. spray bug spray on my body where there's clothes, and yeah. I feel like the the we're creating <laughs> some <laughs> some evolutionary thing where mosquitoes with longer noses that can get through the fabric are yeah now hundred percent. So we're making better mosquitoes, probably. Yeah, we're self selecting. But you know what we're doing here? We're making better content than anyone else on the internet. That's a fact. That's a guarantee. Yeah, that's a guarantee. No refunds, because this is free. This is a free podcast. <laughs> you, ca- you came here of your own volition. <laughs> you did this to you yourself. You did this to yourself. But we, you know what we do to ourselves? We dumpster dive our way through the internet, finding those good morsels, news stories, Wikipedia historians. We create those good segments, and we package them up for you. We, do it, is, we do it for you. We do it for you, the people. And, and you know what thanks we you. get? You know what thanks we get? We get bitten by bugs. That's what thanks we get. We have to pay for our own podcast hosting. (laughs) It is a negative. We get negative money from this podcast. But anyway, normally we have a Will stupid thought here, but I'm going to do a Will little real life story. Because you were talking about bug spray, this kind of goes into it. We're going to have to workshop that segment, mate. What? (laughs) Will's real life stories? (laughs) Will's little real life story. This is... (laughs) It goes further. This is a, a memory that like... You know those like little things that your parents would say to you that you're like, I know that was supposed to be comforting, but that just shattered me. <laughs> my my dad once like said to me, the life life advice that your parent thinks is good at the moment, but it's just terrible. It's so like they're trying to comfort <laughs> me because so I was my, I was uh like I forget it was middle school or high school or something, but I was like I feel like I don't have a lot of like physical. I don't like I wasn't a sports guy. I didn't go out like sports with guy. friends a lot, and I was like hey, I don't think I go on. And my dad looks at me and goes. You just go on a lot of mind adventures. Oh, and I was no, like, Dad. <laughs> was oh like, no, Dad. I know what you're trying to do, and it's absolutely not making me feel better. <laughs> so I just felt terrible. My you, little real like, life stories. This is this you is a your dad in a moment in a moment of weakness where we're like, Dad, I I think I'm not a jock. And he goes, Yeah, you're a fucking nerd. You're a nerd, yeah. <laughs> you're I, a know, nerd. I know Dad. I, I know, know dad. I'm a nerd, but I'm trying to make it better. I'm trying to, do better, to fix dad. that situation. But anyway, this is a real life camping story. I went to Acadia National Park, which is in Maine, uh, off on an island. I, I don't closest, know. Actually, it's our closest national park here. Yeah, technically, it's like five hour it's drive. Not, it's or not so. close. Yeah, it's, it's not, not close. close. Yeah. Um, but it, we, I do this yearly. I, you can go back to an earlier episode, and you will probably, <laughs> you probably hear. Uh, I talked about it probably exactly one year ago. So this year, uh, we had a shorter trip with fewer people than we normally do. We normally leave on Friday and then get back on Monday. But we got back on Sunday because the person who was uh, setting up the trip didn't have any more PTO slash sick time, which apparently at his work is combined because he had got COVID yeah. from his oh, work yeesh. twice. Oh, so- dude, that's... Oh, no, that's, <laughs> yeah, so that's corporate America. So he was just like, okay, we're going to go. We went to an Airbnb that I've never been... I'm going to call it a toy house. It was a toy house. What does that mean? Because... Because they built it for the express purpose. We knew this because it was made of the cheapest materials possible for Airbnb. Like it, like was it, was con- it wasn't like bought and then converted. It was specifically constructed to be Cons- in it. It felt super cheap. It was full of live, laugh, love. The Yikes. floor had the pattern, like the feel of grain, but it was obviously like plastic or something. Right. Vinyl like it was or something, very yeah. weird. But anyway, that so the, the big hike 
Uh, oh, well, first, we when we were on the ride there, we took a stop at this, like, gas station. <laughs> so me and my brother were looking at things. One, they have pineapple cottage cheese that I think I sent you in a Snapchat. Disgusting. <laughs> they also had Oreos popcorn, and I was like, who is this for? <laughs> I can, no, Just, you know what? You know what? I'm going to push back on you. I think that sounds good, and I would try it. It it's just one of those things where I'm like, Oreos well, are already you're, you're crunchy. The you're one not who adding bought, crunch. Who bought me for my birthday a pack of flavors for popcorn? Yeah, but that was, those are all savory. <laughs> those are all like lime. No, there was a sweet. There's like, like a caramel, was there a caramel one. Okay, there's, and caramel one is one of my favorites. We've been indulging in popcorn recently, and I've been very ooh. much enjoying those those uh, seasonings. Indulging. But anyway, there was behind us, we were just like, mostly we were waiting for the bathroom, looking at stuff. Um, there was a kid and his mom, and the kid couldn't have been more than like eight years old. And he was just from behind us, we hear, Mother, I want to tell you that I no longer have human hands. <laughs> I have Lego hands. <laughs> Shows his seat like his Lego hands to his mother. No response. Me and my brother both silently start dying. (laughs) Could not look at the kid. Um, But just the tone that he, just like mother, mother. I I regret to inform you that um, I have left behind my humanity, and I have become, as you very pedantically told me, one of those little Lego guys. I no longer need my flesh. <laughs> he's like gonna do the um, the the reptile super villain path, where he's like, "I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into Legos. <laughs> I just want to be a Lego man. I want to be a Lego man, mother." <laughs> just way way worse, but you could change parts of yourself. That's what I want. <laughs> I want to be able but to top <laughs> off my hair and put on a hat. But just, just the t- mother, I've transcended my humanity. <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> just the. <laughs> So that was great. That's great. Um, and then we did, there was a trail that apparently was, is closed most of the time called the Precipice chair, Trail. Okay. And boy, oh boy, did that uh, fit its name. Oh, jeez. Because uh, it was it was a tough hike. Normally it's closed because uh, peregrine falcons actually live. A nest there. On cool. the cliffs. Yeah. yeah. So so that's cool. And But they weren't there. Uh, and they also, when you get to the, to the trailhead, they go, one- if it is anywhere wet, don't uh, you're probably going to die. Right. So don't don't climb this. Two, no kids, no dogs, no nothing. Saw both kids and dogs on the. Oh my god. <laughs> dogs dogs at a point where I think somebody took them up another trail because okay. there's yeah, no there's physical po- okay. possibility. Yeah. Because we talked about on last time. There's a uh, trail called Beehive that yeah. has a lot of ladders. And, ladders, like, right? They, yeah. They put those in. This is Beehive times twenty because oh, it is all ladders and all climbing and stuff jesus christ to the point that i one <laughs> i don't know i this is a thing that's very particular to me because i sit at home alone all day i've started making a lot of involuntary old man noises yeah you've talked about almost, them before on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> almost to confirm like i am alive <laughs> like, <you know> <laughs> just at least i'm hearing Ugh. something at least i'm getting some it, reaction out of life it's not from effort it's from just like a, a new urge to make noise. <laughs> so everybody around me, because like when we got back to the thing, I was like, was I making a lot of dad noises? And Annie was like, you're good. But another person said, yeah, what was up with that? Like, I was like, <laughs> oh, man. Now that you mentioned but it. Was, but the first half was great. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of climbing things. There was a one point you go underneath like some rocks and stuff. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. And then it gets to pure ladders. 
and Ladder City, and also uh, cliffs that are like two inches, or not two inches. That's two, like a foot. I'm gonna say a foot, or Yeesh. like, and you are just kind of shimmying, and they have things along the wall, and then they also have things for your feet. Like sometimes they'll put like little bars, oh except God. it looks like the world's most ineffectual fence that is like perfect tripping height because it is yeah. just open cliff other than this like tiny little bar. <laughs> yeah, gonna get you. So I. I'm not afraid of heights, but it was a very, it was a purely intellectual, if I fall, I'm going to die. Right. And this, there's a, like a few slimy parts there. That, and I was like, oh, oh, oh. So, faced with reality <laughs> so of the heights that you were not protected. I was not protected. I was also wearing pants that were not the most flexible thing in the world. So I, and there's a lot of like, you would actually pro- probably have a great time on it. I don't think your girlfriend would enjoy it. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I think, he, I think I, you have I, long legs. So yeah, but I'm just afraid like, of heights. I, I don't enjoy heights. Ooh, I'm not a heights okay, guy. Okay, so you you would not like that then. <laughs> it was uh, it was fun, but it was also scary, and I don't know if I'll do it again. But you've that's done it once, so that's good. Yeah, check that it, off. It was it was something that at the end my girlfriend was like, I feel like a badass. But then mm. we figured out we had to go back down on a, like a not as hard path, but yeah. it was still like still it, steep. It, and she was like, Why is this harder? Because <laughs> it's just all impacts going yeah. down. Going down but is not anyway. Fun. It, going down is not fun but you know what we're gonna come up into your next segment. into my next segment mm-hmm. i've got an in the news for you this week Ooh. to start us off this comes to us from vice.com from uh published literally today uh, august Whoa. 31st and it's the the article is titled and i and i excuse me i'm gonna try again an ai generated artwork won first place at the state fair fine arts competition and artists are pissed okay there's been a lot of there's been a lot of mm. a lot of uh news recently about these ai generated art where you artists where you give a give a concept to an ai give it a prompt and Mm. it comes out and makes a picture for you and now someone has entered one of these into an art contest and it has won what is the name of the the famous one? It's the there's like um, Dolly Two is one of them. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's like the one, one people do. Like. I don't know if this is specifically that one. <laughs> yeah, Shrek at a Renaissance Fair. <laughs> right. You could just type those that it'll be like I know exactly what you want. So, so I'll, I'll get into this the article here. A man came in yeah. first at the Colorado State Fair's fine art competition using an AI generated artwork on Monday. "Quote: I won first place." A user going by Sincarnate said in a discard post up above photos of an ai generated canvases hanging at the fair um mm. syncarnate's name is jason allen who is president of the colorado-based tabletop gaming company incarnate games according to the state fair's website he won the digital art category with a work called i don't know this is Theatre d'opera spatial i guess it's like space oh. opera is what okay, he was going he's, for <laughs> okay, but he so was like putting a, an artistic spin on it i guess Ooh, i think you know it's going to really capture the eyes of the judges yeah <laughs> my nice latin I- italian <laughs> i don't know the image which alan printed on canvas for submission is gorgeous it depicts a strange scene that looks like it could be from a space opera and it looks like a masterfully done painting classical figures in a baroque hall stare through a circular viewport into a sun-drenched and radiant landscape but Alan did not paint this this work. AI software called Midjourney did. 
It used his prompts, but Alan did not wield the digital brush. This distinction has caused, co- caused controversy on Twitter, where, art, where working artists and enthusiasts accused Alan of hastening the death of creative jobs. Quote, TLDR, someone entered an art competition with an AI-generated piece and it won first prize, artist Janelle Jumalan said in a viral tweet about Alan's win. Yeah, it's pretty fucking shitty, unquote. We're watching the death of artistry <laughs> unfold before our eyes, a Twitter user going by Omnimorpho said in a reply that gained over 2,000 likes. If creative jobs aren't safe for machines, then even higher-skilled jobs are in danger of becoming obsolete. What will we have then, unquote? Uh, do you care to comment so far? There's more to it, but this is kind of intriguing so far. Like, it's I'm a little, it's to- a little, it's a little freaky. I, I'm happy to post this uh photo on our on our twitter it's it's legitimately very good like oh i've seen i i saw somebody made a youtube video that was just uh mr blue sky but they put the each line of uh that song is by uh Mm -hmm. oh god yeah (laughs) so they they uh and they had the ai generated things behind it with each line and what i've generated i'm gonna have a take that i don't know if other people have he does not own that work I don't think he he can say that he is responsible for that work. I think yeah. that is the company that made the AI owns that. Yeah, work. yeah. There's a lot of questions about that in the legality. The legality. Yeah. Um, so it goes into it goes into getting quotes from him. "Quote: I knew this would be controversial," Alan said in a Mid Journey Discord server on Tuesday. How interesting is it to see how all of these people on Twitter who are against AI generated art are the first ones to throw the human under the bus by discrediting the human ele- human element. Does this seem hypocritical to you guys? Unquote. So he's basically trying to be like, (laughs) no, I came up with the prompt. Uh, You're discarding my creativity here. Uh, Have you ever thought that actually the book for whom the bell tolls, since it's based off of a poem, (laughs) that guy should have the credit, get all the money for like, no, it's it's, like, it's like a king who like tells an artist, like paint a picture of an incredible lavish scene of me dining with Jesus and everything. And then the the artist does it. And the king's like, I did that. It was me. He did none of the actual work of either making the AI, AI, or doing the actual art. He literally just put did a dipshit move and just put into a, an auto-generate thing. According to Alan, his input was instrumental to the shaping of the award-winning painting. Quote, I have been exploring a special prompt that I will be publishing at a later date. I have created hundreds of images using it, and after many weeks of fine-tuning and curate, curating my gens, I chose the top three and had them printed on canvas, canvas after unshackling with Gigapixel AI, he wrote in a post before the winners were announced. Alan said that his critics are judging the art by the method of its creation, and that eventually art would be will ah, and eventually the art world will recognize AR created art as its own category. Quote, what if we looked at it from another extreme? What if an artist made a wildly difficult and complicated series of restraints in order uh yeah, in order to create a piece, say they made their art while hanging upside down and being whipped while painting he said should this artist's work be evaluated differently than another artist that created the same piece normally i know that will come off i know what will become of this in the end they are simply going to create an artificial intelligence category i uh, i can imagine for things like this yeah yeah i i I do agree with that part i don't agree with everything else that (laughs) he said because he he is obviously biased because he did this in one obviously, competition and because he wants telling him yeah because he wants shit. yeah because he wants credit for it and he i mean the no people that for. should be winning awards 
are the people that created the AI at the end of the day, right? Like, yeah, if you're going to enter into an art contest, it should be the the people who are ultimately the most upstream of the art, which is, you know, creator of creator of the AI. There's different. This this is actually a weird thing that I have a. I think you and I both kind of have a thing. I probably have a little bit more art background than you do. Mm-hmm. From from an art standpoint, I don't personally see any problems with doing AI generated things. Him taking credit for it is bad. Right. I don't think. He doesn't get to take credit because it's like based off of it, it becomes weird because it, it becomes what is art about? Is it about creating a beautiful picture or is it is the human element also factor into it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think there's some concern from illustrators specifically that they're going to be put out of work by by AI generated art. But I think but I think that like that's a category which some people might buy into, but there's always going to be respect for and value for, like you're saying, the human element, like the intention of the artist is, is fundamentally part of the art. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's impactful. And, uh, I think if you're just generating a whole bunch of images based on what an AI happens to pattern match into, like there's no, there's no real intention behind that. No. So it's, it's consuming art for two different purposes. It's like, Oh, I want to hang this on my wall because it's nice to look at versus, art that's like it means something it means something it was by some right it was by some something by someone who had an intention behind it and so i think there's always a space for that it's an interesting discussion i don't for for purposes of this i don't i think that ai generated art is going to be especially big in places like tj maxx where (laughs) like they just want the cheapest they're just going to put it on cheap canvas Right. And they're going to like make pop art based off this. And it'll yeah, be I mean, there was process. already a big market but, for cheap art that like somebody, yeah. like somebody somewhere was sitting in a room and doing like a hundred different versions of like a flower on a campus canvas, and they just mass print them and stick them in like you know the the five dollar bin at TJ Maxx, like you're saying, like that already exists, right? Like corporations are already profiting from cheap art. It's that that isn't new. None of that is new. No. Um, it it. I don't think artists will ever fully because you, it is limited by the prompts right now that you can put in. Like right. I'm thinking of like concept art of like, oh, I want this person to look like this, blah, blah, blah. I think it, it like you said, is pattern matching as opposed to creating new work. It's right. it's creating what it thinks you want from the phrases, which is not – it doesn't invalidate because he, he went into like the process of it and I'm like – Jackson Pollock just kind of flicked <laughs> paint like a like a weird alcoholic onto right. a onto a big canvas. It's like is that less good than somebody who like painstakingly like puts every single drop in the perfect place? Like there's merits to both, but this for the purpose of this thing, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> His arguments are, are absolutely the award should go to the company that made the AI. Yeah. And yeah, just, I mean, I, I think and this is be interesting because in it's like I also call bullshit on like the far end of the fine art spectrum where, you know, like, did we talk about this last week where one person like taped a banana to a wall and that was like <laughs> a mind boggling like uh, contemporary art exhibit and it was like, whoa, this is crazy. And then another person came along and ate the banana. Yeah. It was like taped to the, and, and, but that person who ate the banana was like claimed that they were a performing artist. So like that was their version of art was like eating the banana was like a big deal. Which uh, is fantastic. This it, is great. It's like I call bullshit on like so much of that. <laughs> Just like it's a banana it's, oh, on yeah, a it's wall. <laughs> it's I mean it's all because of 
we're about to get into. A I mean, I guess that's all intention, which is, is what, what we're what we're arguing yeah. for is it's all intention. But it's I guess it's also how you interpret it. It's intention because I mean, the banana on the wall is probably like just saying that anything can be art. Like it's like somebody put a toilet in. Art yeah, thing. right, a hundred percent. Um, I think the other person is is more clever. Because it like it means so little to me, and now it's like performance art. Like right. I, I, it's like com- it's a very meta commentary. It, you are right though that it's stupid. Like, but art is not based off of effort. I think like right. I learned that a while ago. Just like it doesn't matter how much work you to put into art. Because this guy did put in just like lines. I don't think he put in enough work. Yeah, he didn't make anything. Right. Um, whereas like the banner on the wall is like technically making something it is stupid but it's like it it has a message yeah i don't know it the ai stuff just doesn't have any message and i think it'll be more used for pop art yeah, like pop i want art. this exactly. pop, 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 pop. like yeah. i want these phrases but kind of a neat tool for concept art generation too like you said it's, it's yeah. good at doing that but it's like then you can take that one image that it's generated and be like, all right, I'm going to run from here. But you can't be like, okay, give me more of that exact concept. Like, give me more yeah. permutation because it's not that's not how it works. It's not going to go anywhere. But it, yeah, it, I I I can see from the artist's perspective too of just like, okay, so they're taking our jobs away. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I think high level jobs like you and I are probably pretty secure as programmers. But I don't yeah. think I think this is a blow to because I did think I do think that artists think. That well, I was like, thinking about that too. It was, it was totally. like presumably no any job could be automated with enough effort but like you know you look at painting it takes a lot more for a robot to actually go about painting something you have to set up a machinery where a robot could like wield brushes and like scan canvas and do that so like Mm -hmm. like anything could be automated sure programming could be automated but the next level above that is like okay well you're always going to want a human to probably like validate what the machine has done so you always yeah. need someone with technical know-how kind of further up the chain, I guess. Because the I AI know. stuff doesn't check itself because I've seen a lot of AI artwork that just looks, I mean, the... the It's just uh, bad, right? Trek <laughs> in a, a, in a Renaissance like, no, Fair is constantly like mush face. Like, <laughs> like, it looks like right. terrible Sasquatch pictures. Right. But it's, it. yeah, I think it's just mostly in the, the creative aspect. I This guy also like had three other pictures that he had ready. And I'm like, you're just doing this for clout. Like, yeah, you, it's also his for, intentions behind it. Yeah, so you're right, right, just, 100%. Ugh. Yeah, I don't yeah. like that guy. He's a he's a They're kind of a douche. He's a douche. He's he didn't a, like. He, also, he wasn't. Like if he had bro. come back and been like, "Yeah, I was trying to kind of make a point about like, look at how advanced these things are. Like, people can't tell the difference." Yeah. I could, I could kind of get behind that. And he was like, "If yeah, if that was, but the that's message, not what he's doing. His, he, his, his, his conviction was, me, his conviction was, I deserve awards because I came up with a creative prompt for art. No, like, that is it is it's the old, ultimate like what I think." actual like c-suite managers of companies want like if they could just put in prompts to a like employee.exe and get right. something back they would absolutely is do this that. Anything? but it, but as we've learned that doesn't work right. <laughs> like in in a in a broader sense but anyway that was a lovely little uh, in the news guess what more in the news more in the news more news time i'm going to spoil the rest of my segments in saying all my things are in the news because there's a lot of, a a lot lot of people news. linked a lot of fun news to me recently. And we're going to, I'm going to do a twofer right now that are kind of shorter and then a long form one a little bit longer. Sure. But first, this is from The Guardian. This is an article. Ooh, it doesn't, does it say who this by? Not really. That's weird. I can't find who it's by. It just says Guardian staff. What the fuck? <laughs> This That's, is from <laughs> some August AI 31st. generated news. <laughs> August 31st, 2022. The title of the article is Not a Great Recipe 
truckload of Alfredo sauce bakes in sun after highway oh my God, spill. I heard, I heard of this. I heard of this. Incredible. <laughs> Cheese-based sauce covers half of a busy road in Tennessee. Days after a truck spilled 150,000 tomatoes on California <laughs> interstate. So not a great sauce time. <laughs> These not sauce manufacturers are really dip like just eleven. Tell me, please tell me you out. have the, you have the pairing article to go with it that I think I know is coming. Oh no, I don't. I don't think I do. Did you see the article today? A hundred, like a, a truck full of Alfredo sauce spilled all over a highway. Yeah, that's what this is. No, but sorry, sorry, I got confused. Uh, like yesterday, but, a truck full of tomato sauce was spilled. Yeah, yesterday. that's what this is referencing. This, uh, <laughs> the, yeah, but I don't have that. It's both of them. So just day after a truck spilled a gigantic load of tomatoes over a highway in California, another bizarre food spill unfolded in Tennessee, (laughs) where an enormous slick of creamy Alfredo pasta (laughs) sauce was accidentally deposited all over a busy road. (laughs) I I have to say Alfredo is a funnier accident. This is just like... Ford is out there being like, we're justifying four-wheel drive. All you two-wheel drivers out there, you're going to slip and slide all of this. You guys don't have the Alfredo setting on your on your drivetrain. <laughs> this is an 18-wheeler. That just, <laughs> it's also, they have a picture of it, and this has absolutely been ripped open like the whole came out of it. Oh and it's God. just covered in Alfredo sauce. Uh, the accident occurred when an 18-wheeler truck carrying hundreds of bottles of the cheese-based sauce crashed and spilled them all over I-55, leading to one half of the road being covered in what looks from a distance like snow, but was in fact the popular <laughs> pasta and dancing <laughs> <condiment>. so, <laughs> These people from Tennessee are like, oh, do we get some snowfall in August? Oh, some oh man, what's that man. smell? <laughs> Some so man cheesy. like stumbles out of his barn. He's like, I've done it. I've invented garlic snow. Yes, my dream, <laughs> my invention. Why does this s- s- snow smell so good and rotting? <laughs> Quote, crews worked through dust to clear the sauce using cleaning equipment, not breadsticks, of course. NBC reported. <laughs> Thanks, NBC. Thanks, NBC. For Yeah, I didn't expect that these, these professionals guys to are like- using breadsticks. We're going we're gonna to need a lot more breadsticks and just a bunch of big fat like, <laughs> cleaning crew guys are just like, man, you know what? It's a living. No, no, no. <laughs> the Olive Garden truck comes by and is like, we'll take it. We'll clean it up we're for gonna, you. <laughs> we'll, we'll take all. And then they just put it into the regular yeah. sauce. Less amusingly, for local residents at least, the baking hot summer sun, which so hopefully Olive Garden. <laughs> oh, no, this is bad. This did is not, not treat, end well. Did not treat the exposed mass of Alfredo sauce kindly. Yikes. In short order, it rapidly started to go off. Quote, unfortunately, this is Memphis, and we had some pretty intense sun beating down on the Alfredo sauce and also humidity. I'm going to say that the humidity probably is less of a factor. That's maybe so it's a, if it had been a dry moist. heat, it would have been fine. It would, this, <laughs> it would have just cracked and been fine, but it kept it creamy. Damn it. A local Fox journalist, Kate, Kate Berry, told the New York Times, quote, it was just not a recipe for a highway full of Alfredo sauce. Uh, on Monday, a truck spilled more than 150 tomatoes, which is what you're we referencing before, yes, right. across about 200 feet of a busy interstate in uh, Vacaville, California, leaving a pile of two foot deep in places and co- two causing foot deep? hefty oh, traffic delays. That's quite the tomato snowdrift. That's 
that's pretty high. That's like probably up it's to like my a, thighs. Like up to your knee, at least. Up, up to, to knee, your yeah, knee, right? That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> You're waiting. Waiting to tomato sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Glad I brought my fish and waders. <laughs> then, I love when uh, news stories use like Reddit and stuff as like quotes. Very good to get the quotes. <laughs> On Reddit, where both stories went viral, one user remarked, quote, have the pasta sauce companies launched a war? Is there a pesto attack looming? <laughs> but that would anyway, be great. That, I, that would be great. That would be Next great. To pesto that, like, okay, if a pesto <laughs> truck, day. if a pesto truck does like crash, I, I claim conspiracy theory. I, yeah. I claim cahoots. Uh, this is just another quick uh, food-based article that I wanted to go into. Uh, this one's slightly longer, but it's not that much more. This is from NBC News. Want to buy canned whipped cream in New York State? Don't forget your ID. Huh? <laughs> it's the proper response. I do love, they have a quote in this, like, you know how they have a, the main title and then they have a little header. They have a sub, yeah, subheader, yeah. Yeah. A little-known state law prompted stores to start carding customers and ban sales of canned whipped cream to, to those under 21. Quote, I was so confused. I'm 43 with gray hair. What shop? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Why did you go into old lady voice? 43 is not old 40, lady yeah, voice. But the it? fact that she's Why? like, I'm 43 I, with I'm gray blind. hair. <laughs> so, uh, like it said, uh, a little known law banning sales of cartridges used in cans of whipped cream to those under 21 only recently been noticed and enforced to the amusement of customers unaware of the not so new regulation. The age limit was enacted nine months ago to curb teens' possible abuse of nitrogen oxide. It's like whippets? Commonly, like they're trying to like... <laughs> yeah, it's exactly whippets. whippets. <laughs> they're oh actually... God. So the, commonly known as laughing gas. Uh, like you said, it's usually uh, used for whippets, which is basically they try to... I think they like hold it up. I'm not going to teach people how to do whippets. <laughs> my main question I don't know is, enough about it. My main question about it is, are these teens emptying the cans of cream... <laughs> like and eating that as also getting high because you can get a sugar high and you can get a whoop i don't know <laughs> is that, no is I, that anything <laughs> i i think it's i've heard it used for like spray spray paint cans and other like things that have this nitrogen oxide because you, yeah you it basically gives you like oxygen deprivation i think and it's, it's extremely bad movie. for you it's, it's really, really bad, really bad it's for you only teens do it if you like if you are above 21 you should know better Mick and Massey, 43, couldn't understand why she was being carded this month at her Hannaford supermarket in Watertown. I thought, what's going on? I was looking in my cart. What am I being ID'd for? I was so confused. <laughs> I love this. They're like, get out there and find someone who's the most confused and get them a, <laughs> a quote from them. I they just keep going with it. So a laughing Massey told said Sunday. So she, I guess my impression was that very good because she's like, I was mortified. Ha ha ha! Why am I being ID'd? What's going on right now? I'm 43 with gray hair. She didn't need to. Add, <laughs> I do love that she added that too. While Massey was having a laugh, Kent Soporis Sopris S O P R I S Sopris, the president of the New York Association of Convenience Stores, or N-Y-A-C-S. Good, 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 yes. <laughs> isn't so amused about the regulation, which he claimed is burdening members. 
Requiring age verification when purchasing whipped cream is another classic compliance burden placed on convenience stores in New York State, he said in a statement. Quote, we hear constantly how important small businesses are to New York politicians, but quite frankly, laws like this prove otherwise. Okay, man. All right. You're just being a dumbass. Oh, you you say that you're the president? The president of the New York Association of Convenience Stores. Okay, you're, all, your employees, all they have to do is say, would you like a plastic bag? Would you, can you give me ID because so we don't, so we know you're not doing So you're not doing ma'am. whippets, ma'am. Also, if you're I 20. Have gray hair. Also, if you're 21, feel free to do whippets, ma'am. <laughs> you do like you have IDs. Yeah, that is true. It is kind of saying if you're 21, you can go ahead and fuck yourself up. That's our policy here. <laughs> the age requirement for nitrous oxide car- cartridges went into effect November 25th, so, but Sopris said it wasn't until recent weeks that his members became aware of it. Quote, we did not receive any notice that the bill had been acted upon by the governor, nor did any of our business colleagues. So he knew, he knew, but they, w- but they weren't acting upon it yet. So literally, it was like a law that was seems recently on the books, November 25th, so I guess... I can see him being not aware of this, but so. but he also is the president. He should be like clued he into be, changing this is, legislation. This is a big one. Yeah. Uh, when NYAC, I'm just going to call it NYAX, uh, realized the law was in effect, we immediately alerted our membership and advised them of the changing in the law. Okay, so this is like, I don't even know why he's included in this because he, <laughs> he's like, okay, we did our due diligence. <laughs> so you now have the card for, for whipped cream. And just keep in mind, tell everyone, no, you cannot use the bathroom to do your whippets. <laughs> All right? That's for customers only. <laughs> yeah. This, but it's also apparently not a part of the bill because State Senator Joseph uh, Adabo, sponsor of the bill that became law, said Monday that stores shouldn't be carding for canned whipped cream. So he's like, no, it's Mis- not for whipped mixed cream. Mixed messages. He said the law targets cartridges sold separately from typical whipped cream cans. Oh, so, so like, you can like those, those things you can. So the things you can like plug into, they make those canisters. You can make whipped cream at home, which you plug in mm-hmm. like a canister, and it, it fluffs it up for you. Uh, in theory, a youngster could buy a can of Ready Whip, break it open, and remove the cartridge of nitrous oxide. He said, but that's not his target. It's actually the cartridge or charger that's being banned from sale to young people, Adabo said Monday. It's a small two-inch charger or cartridge, like you said. Those are the words in the bill. He said stores carting over canned whipped cream, that that was never the intention. So this has only recently (laughs) come up and people are are just getting informed by it. Here's another quote. I know it does sound... It does seem silly. Uh, something Erica Kamosk, a spokesperson for Stewart Shops based in Ballaston Spa, <laughs> said, but we definitely see that there are certain teenagers that are abusing cans of whipped cream. So on the flip side, we see that as well. Think of the children. You know what? This is a big problem. There's the opioid pandemic. And, and then the right under it, there's the whipped epidemic. cream pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, that is just some news for you. So let's let's move on to your next segment. I've got for you a food food presentation here, a food food news that is coming to us not from 
Actually, it is also coming from the takeout. The takeout is great. What a what a treasure Ooh. trove of content. But the first what article, it it's a two-parter. And the first one comes from CNN Business. <laughs> all your source for, <laughs> okay. for food news. All the good business food I guess that is just like most of what we look is press releases from companies. So I like that they add they add here. I like when they add uh, the location where things happen right at the beginning of articles. So this one's in New York. So I'm gonna read it. New York, CNN business. Two summer staples, hot dogs and popsicles, are coming together (laughs) for whatever reason. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Okay, two things. One, this explains America's obesity pandemic uh-huh two <laughs> they're coming together uh-huh buckle, this... buckle up buckle up oscar meyer is selling right. its first ever cold dog a frozen pop <laughs> that tastes like the brand's hot wiener that allegedly boasts both refreshing and smoky umami notes of a hot dog umami topped with a mustard swirl Ooh, mommy <laughs> that is some ba- okay I'm going to give them props right now uh-huh. for cold dog. Is for cold a dog, it's name. pretty good. Pretty good. That's pretty good. And also hot dogs kind of do look like popsicles now that I'm thinking about it. But the, oh, I mean, oh, I mean, it is a food you could theoretically put in the freezer. You could, yes. <laughs> but that <laughs> is a large category of foods. There are, there's certain foods that people like. Like my girlfriend really likes just raw pasta, like crunching them. And she, yeah, she'll I, hide. I can't, she'll I can't like have a that. handful and I'll, I'll walk into the room and she knows I don't like, like it. Crunch. And, and, and she just like looks at me and I'm like, hey, how's it going? And I start talking to her and she's just staring at me, not saying anything <laughs> and, until eventually she just chews lunch. It's just like, like you son of a bitch. I you son had. of a bitch. Somebody, pull, somebody pulls a package of hot dogs out of the freezer. Like imagine just like, oh yeah, I just want a snack. And they just, just start. A quick, <laughs> oh, yeah, like, oh, it's no, that's unacceptable. Oh, disgusting. Uh, the idea stems from an Instagram post on Oscar Meyer's account a few months ago in which its followers originally deemed the idea genius in a poll. Quote, after the overwhelming... <laughs> okay, we got to go to Ann Field, an Oscar Meyer spokesperson. After the overwhelming fan excitement of our beloved cold dog, <laughs> it was a no-brainer to make this hot dog-inspired frozen pop a reality. Ann Fielder, an Oscar Meyer spokesperson, said in a press release. Our she already called it our beloved cold dog, beloved, beloved by and beloved. Has it, by it, the has it even fucking come out yet? <laughs> I, I is think it she even said this having never eaten it in her whole life? She's doing this based off of the the testimony of Twitter users, you know, Twitter users who the who, worst people in the world, and technically Instagram users, but people with. No stakes. Nothing to nothing to (laughs) nothing to lose. Want to see people who enjoy the 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 anger and punishment of others. (laughs) Like they want to see you fail. Why would you listen to them? It's not a nation nationwide release, however. The cold dog is now on sale for two dollars at a pop at select pop bar locations in Long Beach, New York City, New Orleans, and Alpharetta, Georgia. While supplies last, <laughs> Pop Bar is a chain of gelato, a chain of gelato shops that helped Oscar Mayer make this fr- freakish flavor. Oscar Mayer, owned by the Kraft Heinz, Ugh. is used to making people squirm to attract attention to its packaged products. Earlier this year, it sold a bologna face mask that quickly sold out on Amazon. <laughs> Okay, that's fun. That's that's <laughs> like they know people are doing that. That's, fun. <laughs> that's another do-it-yourself at home. Listen, listeners at home, just go to the go to the cold cuts aisle. Get yourself a piece of bologna. Cut some eye holes in it. 
put that bad boy on your face. You've got a nice at-home spa day for the whole family. <laughs> I mean, this is... Do you know the... Oh, what's the Bugles? You know Bugles? Yeah, Bugles. The, 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 the crunchy snack. I just had the... I mean, the face max thing I like because kids do that. They'll, like, bite the whole, like, mouth thing. The fact that Bugles hasn't made, like specifically green bugles with little like fake nails on them for witch's fingers for because witch's that's fingers. all i use bugles for is being like, <laughs> like you put them on your finger you point your fingers mother like, <laughs> i regret mother. to inform I, you <laughs> i have become one big bugle mother. i have become one big bugle mother but <laughs> that's the, the i like the the face mask thing this is un- this is a bridge too far okay so the follow-up Untenable. article from from the takeout uh, titled Oscar Mayo cold dog popsicles are stupid by design. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Subheader a hot dog flavored popsicle complete with a swirl of mustard. Yum? Question mark by Jonathan a Dale. Sw- a swirl of mustard? What does that mean? Inside of it? No, there's like a little squiggly of yellow mustard on top of the dog. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I'm going to pass on that one. It's going <laughs> to taste just like hot dog water like they just froze hot dog water and then put some well, we're going to jonathan dale who has actually consumed this to get his uh, opinion here this summer has belonged to savory ice cream for those of you who have ever thought quote i want something that will cool me off this summer in the summer sun and also taste like dinner i hope you're living it up <laughs> this is your moment umami dairy is everywhere you look from gray poupon pints to mayonnaise flavored scoops to ice cream that tastes like szechuan dan dan noodles apparently Ooh. those are all real things uh, enter the cold dog from stage left, a collaboration between iconic wiener purveyor Oscar Mayer and Pop Bar, an artisanal popsicle store. The cold dog takes his place among this year's intriguing, if not gag inducing, frozen novelties. Oscar Mayer's press release described the item as a quote, frozen pop flavored like the beloved Oscar Mayer wiener. Yes, we all know this. Mm-hmm. The product is part of the brand's stupid or genius campaign focused on all the wonderfully (laughs) odd ways to enjoy the iconic wiener before grilling per the press release. A cursory glance at the comments section of the Oscar Mayer's social media pages will show that most people believe the cold dog will fall into the former of stupid category, (laughs) but there's nothing wrong with being stupid. Stupidity moves empires. Now for the section we've all been waiting for, what does the Oscar Mayer cold dog taste like? Yes, I've been, I'm waiting. I'm ready. The article continues, I will admit I did not know walking into the suburban food court pavilion what to expect in the slightest. The hot dog popsicle had a simple tagline on the plastic packaging. Like a hot dog, but cold. (laughs) Not illuminating (laughs) at all. Okay, that leads it more to the stupid (laughs) as opposed to genius. The first bite made it clear to me that that the cold dog is, at least mostly, a chocolate ice cream bar. Where it diverges from ice cream what? is the aftertaste, which is distinctly meat-flavored, combining Ugh. the taste and smell of biting into a freshly grilled frankfurter. I would say that the cold dog Ugh. is eight parts chocolate ice cream to two parts hot dog. This combination of flavors is not flat-out bad. However, it is difficult to continue eating. It left yeah. me wanting pure <laughs> chocolate ice cream without that pesky aftertaste of tubed meat. Yeah. Oh my God. That's almost worse. That's almost worse. They didn't commit to the bit. They didn't commit to the bit, but still made it bad. They just ruined chocolate ice cream as opposed to if I took a bite and it was just like, like you said, it was like a frozen hot dog. That's the tagline. The tagline says, like a hot dog, but cold. What did I expect? What I expect. But this is, I don't, I didn't expect that. And I'm actually more mad. I'm kind of a bit mad. (laughs) 
Something, the article continues, something that really made me excited for the cold dog was an advertised swirl of mustard, a delightfully yellow squiggle that seemed to signal Oscar Mayer was really going for it. However, the mustard is not mustard. It was actually candy coating shaped and colored to look like yellow mustard. I do not wish that it was mustard flavored mustard. <laughs> However, I just wanted to see the overall effect would be. If you are going to make an ice cream that has an aftertaste of sausage, why not go for it with some Ugh. real mustard topping for flavoring? Let's yeah. commit to the bit, Oscar Mayer. The ice cream museum, the museum of ice cream wasn't afraid to offer mustard on top of soft serve after all. Apparently that's a thing. You can go to the ice cream museum and get mustard on top of ice cream. It. I guess. So basically this is all walk and no, this is all talk and, and, to, and, and no walk here yeah. with this, with this, uh, this that, it's pretty that much a farce pretty bad i'm by the way going back to a, a thing you said before that it's a summer of savory ice creams <laughs> have we, i'm sorry is that what the point like Listen, I are we one, at that point as a society i had one bite of lobster ice cream and i regretted it does that make <laughs> it the summer of savory ice cream is that all it takes there's there's hot girl summer uh-huh there's a hot boy hot, summer. There's hot dog summer. Now there's, now there's savory <laughs> ice cream summer. And, okay, you know, okay. it's everybody who's given up on their hot bod. On their hot bod. Now, they're like, can I get this but frozen? It's <laughs> hot dog but cold. Hot Ugh. dog but cold. Yeah, I mean, that makes me more mad. I'm going to say, like, I was mad before, but at least, you know, they didn't commit to the bit. I can't. Yeah, they didn't commit to the bit. It's only $2, but at the same time, it's like, why not? I mean, hot dogs are notoriously like... If if you have yeah. no money and you need to just consume calories, hot dogs are a pretty good are pretty good bang for buck. Yeah, I I, I will agree. You can get and you like can bananas and hot dogs can get you pretty far. Yeah, you can get some also rice and beans if you are on a budget. Here's some quick here's quick some tips. quick rice tips beans. for you: rice beans, hot, hot dogs, dogs, bananas. That actually makes a full meal by by itself, and then banana for dessert. banana for fruit. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But anyway, speaking of desserts and speaking of news. And speaking of uh, way too complicated, yeah. Actually, we haven't gotten into get, way too complicated. Get that, yet. get that, get that transition going. Yeah, this is a a new story that I heard about. This is from uh, 2020, so it's recent, but it's not the most recent. Recent ish. Um, but it is now. You get to strap in for different reasons. Strapping in. This is a kind of complex tale, but I'm going to do my best to to make sure that everything is is understandable but it is the news article which is from uh the best name for a newspaper ever the alaska landmine <laughs> okay i like that already uh this is from october 15 2020 by jeff landfield uh with paxson wilbur wilbur interesting name uh the title of the article is abuse a booze infused cookie business a rogue reporter in an escort the downfall of Anchorage Mayor Ethan Berkowitz. Oh my gosh! Did I'm here for this. I'm that, really here welcome, for this. Welcome I'm to strapped the noir. Strap the hell <laughs> in. into the news. <laughs> Alaska Mayor Edition, I guess. So, this is an article that they broke it down into like day by day, which is a very interesting. And I'm also going to huh. we need a play by play event to make event it more interesting timeline here. So the last five days have been some of the wildest in Anchorage politics we can remember. So people are asking, what the hell happened in Anchorage? <laughs> so we're going to explain how we got here. So buckle up. This is part of the article. So starting Friday, and I'm going to introduce, like, we're going to be introducing each character kind of. There's, there's I'm going to say, like, four or so people that okay. are mainly involved. Um, 
At 12.09 p.m., Fox slash ABC reporter Maria Athens, who is our first character, uh, posted a breathless video of her on uh, on her official Facebook page, claiming that Anchorage Mayor Ethan Berkowitz, quote, had his male genitalia posted on an undergirl, underage girl's website. Athens did not explain the nature of the website or provide evidence for the shocking and bizarre accusation. Okay. She then... St- so she's, she's just said this. She then stated that there would be a story on the evening newscast because she is a reporter. She is a reporter. Yeah. So she's like, this is going to be on the news. Athens post Athens's post exploded on social media and quickly racked up thousands of shares and tens of thousands of views. This is, this is big. I mean, this is like, she just posted, it's taken Hey, off. by the yeah. way, the mayor is a, a pedophile. Like <laughs> everyone just went, wait, wait, what? At 3, 3.29 p.m., Berkowitz released a statement, so this is the mayor, calling the allegations slanderous and categorically false. Z- the statement also said that the allegations appear to be, quote, the product of someone who is hostile and unwell. So that's, right, that's the mayor being like, right. what the fuck? Like, <laughs> he's, you could tell that he, like, they put out a full press release being like, this is slander, what the fuck? Um, at 3.32 p.m. Athens posted a photo of the backside of a man so the butt of a man basically only the butt um presumably intended to be Berkowitz with the headline proof Mayor Ethan Berkowitz <laughs> you quote can't, you can't just take post that a haters. picture of, you can't just post a picture of somebody's butt and be like and <laughs> your honor proof it's such a weird they have a, a blurred out picture for this. It is a very weird photo because it's starting from like the top, like the, you know how people have the swirl on the top? It's like from the top looking down. Like, so you can see his hair at the top, what? like half of it. And then you can see his it's upper like an back. aerial shot? Yeah, kind of. But it's like That's a little weird. bit like, <laughs> it's, it is very weird. So she posts this. This with the hashtag uh, take that haters, which is <laughs> okay. nuts. I'm having a hard time taking her seriously, but I don't want to dismiss her allegations. So, that, so <laughs> this is that was, by the way, like three minutes after the, the response from the mayor. OK, like he put out a thing. She immediately was like, here's your ass, dude. Here's your ass, my guy. At 4.42 p.m., Athens posted a more revealing version of the same photo with the headline, Nice try, damage control. Certainly, First Lady Killer Mara Kimmel can confirm that her her husband's hairy ass and bathroom tiles. She also included a landmine Facebook post in her post. This is just them self-promoting in the weirdest way. Okay. (laughs) Being like, they went to us And it was also me. By this point, the story had exploded across social media. Many denounced Berkowitz, and just as many rushed to his defense, all based on a questionable video and an ambiguous photo of a man's naked back. Because you don't see his face. You right, just see his right, back, his and, back. And ass. <laughs> um, we, need, we need ass identification technology here. <laughs> we, need, we need iPhones to start... Somebody at the Anchorage police? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we don't need iPhones to be scanning people's faces with face unlock. We need ass unlock. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I am actually the department's ass man. And you know how everybody's uh, th- like fingers have certain swirls. Well, you, you could get those swirls for a bottle <laughs> from, <laughs> from a nice pair of cheeks. <laughs> and we could figure out if this is him. Um, so later that afternoon, Maria Athens was arrested for criminal misdemeanor assault. Huh? What? The- so this okay. is a reporter. Athens reportedly attacked Scott Centers, the general manager for Coastal Television Broadcasting. So her boss, basically. 
Jesus. Um, Athens is or was reportedly in a romantic relationship with centers. So this is like a guy okay. she works it with that she's deepens, also romantic with. The plot thickens. With. It only gets thicker, dude. Centers apparently called the police. According to a source at Anchorage Police Department, Athens acted erratically and punched a police officer in the face outside the station, leading Jesus. to her arrest. So she like she's having an episode. Decked a cop. Jesus. It did not take long for this to get out on social media. It was a wild ending to a wild day. But we were just getting started. So this is Saturday now. On Saturday morning, a Twitter thread appeared from at AngelBBX2 who goes by the online moniker Redhead Ray. Okay. Ray's post proved to be the key that unlocked everything. Redhead Ray works as a model on OnlyFans, a British... We-, uh, we know what OnlyFans is. <laughs> Thank you, is Alaskan it? News. I didn't know it was a British website, but that's great. Okay, cool. Uh, she is the daughter of Molly Blakely, an Anchorage woman who sells booze-infused cookies. So these are two more characters. Okay. That kind of wraps up the, the, the main cast. So it's the mayor... It's this reporter lady reporter. who got arrested already. Uh, now we're introducing this OnlyFans, OnlyFans uh, model and a booze model. cookie woman. Yes. Who is her mother. Here's where things start getting real loose. In the Twitter thread, Ray explains that she worked as a non-sexual escort in Alaska in 2018. When Blakely found out her daughter was escorting, she was not happy. According to Ray, she told her mom her favorite client was a short man who, quote, worked for the state of Alaska. On Twitter, Ray goes on to say that her mom was doing an interview on Friday with Athens, who is the reporter, about her booze-infused cookie business. Okay. (laughs) She has a very funny business. Right. During the interview, Athens had apparently expressed her disdain for Berkowitz. Blakely asked Athens whether Berkowitz was short. When Athens responded in the affirmative, Blakely decided that the short man her daughter had told her about was none other than Anchorage Mayor Ethan Berkowitz. Oh my god. It's so just conjecture. Pure conjecture. Nothing. She, she drew just her <laughs> short government mortar She's she like, had a it point must be the mayor. The, she had a point on the board way over here and a point on the board way over there. And she's like, <laughs> no, I'm going straight. They're I'm connected. connecting these. They have to be connected. Ray makes it very clear that this uh, assumption was unfounded and states that she has never met Berkowitz. So this is the most, <laughs> the most stable person that this is an OnlyFans like escort, which is, which is like, great. Mom, I swear to God, you go out the news one time, have an ounce of chill. She's insane. Um, and she does a whole like Twitter thread. I'm not going to go into it, but it, it kind of goes into the, apparently the mother was kind of a drama queen and <laughs> made this to kind of get more attention. Uh, these tweets attracted immediate interest in Alaska. So this is on Sunday now. I conducted an interview with Redhead Ray, the former escort and current OnlyFans model, on Sunday afternoon. According to Ray, her mother, quotes, lies for attention and makes up things for attention. Oh, my God. Ray explained that according to her relatives and her mother's friends, Blakely, quotes, like, hates Ethan Berkowitz and talks about it all the time. And, like, genuinely (laughs) hates that guy and wants him out of office. Okay. So so she, her, she's like, my mother also fucking hates the mayor. Uh, Jeff's she interview with Redhead. Yeah. So they have a, the full interview. Uh, we think it's important to note that Blakely's daughter, Redhead Ray, seems to be by far, and I mean miles and miles, the most honest and credible person. <laughs> like <laughs> I said, good. I'm glad to hear that. I am too. She she does seem like she has a great uh, head on her shoulder. That she's, I mean, she was like, no, I know exactly. No, my mom happening. lies. And yeah. 
do, do, do. So shortly before Jeff's interview with Ray, we learned that Blakely in is Andy Kreiner's half sister. The, you, I don't think that person's been brought up yet. In August, when Berkowitz ordered limitations on indoor restaurant dining due to COVID-19 pandemic, Kreiner refused to comply, and Kreiner's Diner, which is a great That's great. Love diner, it. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, remained open to dine in service. The Kreiner family became a symbol of defiance to Berkowitz. Following my interview with Ray, we published this story. Uh, we attempted Wait, so to contact- the owner of so, the diner is related to the the news reporter? Is uh, related to the cookie, the booze cookie. So she, oh, the booze this cookie. Is just so that's ex- why the agenda. Explaining, ah, yeah, see, why see, she hates the mayor. She's got the political agenda down. going. I see. Um, closed down her half-brother's diner. And so she's, she's pissed. And Kreiner <laughs> uh, Diner. So Blakely comes out and says uh, that she did not make it up on purpose and that she merely added one and one together. Blakely states that quote, <laughs> she added one, yeah. one together and somehow got eleven. She like, didn't <laughs> add up shit. Yeah, nobody no, knows. Ma'am. Nobody knows about us being involved in any way. She insists, and that she's a full grown woman <laughs> or a full grown adult. That's any time you say anything. I'm, I'm a full grown like, adult. Oh God, You'd, yeah, not great. Um, but on Monday, here's where the story. If it wasn't already off the hitches, it's off the hinges now. Athens was arraigned on uh, Saturday and was set to be released on Monday. This is the reporter. Uh, at this point, it was still unclear whether the photo actually showed Ethan and what the hell was going on at all. Yeah, Berkowitz why did you is, pump a, punch a cop? Like, yeah, the, I mean, I think she's just kind of a crazy person, one, and we, we will figure out why. Uh, Berkowitz's staff did not respond to repeated inquiries over the weekend. At this point, rumors were beginning to spread that uh, there was more to the story than Berkowitz's initial press release acknowledged. At 4.30 p.m., Berkowitz released the following statement. I apologize to people of Anchorage for a major lapse in judgment I made several years ago when I had a consensual, inappropriate messaging relationship with reporter Maria Athens. Oh, shit. He had a relationship with the reporter. (laughs) That's her agenda. Mm -hmm. Oh, no way. Uh, He goes into basically saying, I'm sorry to my family, the community. I take responsibility, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I hope you can uh, forgive me kind of thing. Three minutes later, uh, the Anchorage Assembly followed with their own press release. Uh, We were informed today of improper and distasteful actions taken by our mayor. While investigation of the Anchorage Police Department and FBI found no illegal activity based on the allegations made against the mayor last Friday, we now understand that the mayor engaged in consensual yet inappropriate relationship with an adult. So they are very just sad. Um, so they're like, oh, we're going to try to move on from this. But yeah. it now seems that the person in Athens' photo was indeed Berkowitz. It was but, him, but in a yeah. different context. Hours after Berkowitz and the assembly released their statements, we obtained a disturbing voicemail that Athens had left Berkowitz on Friday. Uh, so they, they published a story about this. Uh, in the voicemail, Athens accuses Berkowitz of pedophilia threatens to, quote, personally kill him and his wife, suggests that he commits suicide and declares that he, she will win an Emmy and states, quote, you have met your match, motherfucker. You have met your motherfucking match. Athens calls Berkowitz. <laughs> like, yeah, she, she's built this up into like a, like a I, Superman versus. She says she's going to win an Emmy. All she had to do to be the, the good guy in this story was not be a fucking psycho. 
Yeah. We actually... Everybody's if, bad here. Everybody's shit. Oh, absolutely. Nobody... The only good person is the only fan. the only fan person. <laughs> yeah. Who's like, yeah, my mom's a liar. This is what happened. She's great. So it's crazy. She also goes into an anti-Semitic part where she goes... Oh, no. Calls him a Jewish piece of living fucking shit. Oh, God. So that's great. Um, she also states that she thought, uh, she thought she couldn't believe she thought she was in love with him. So She's got a lot going insane. on in her head, huh? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, strangely, after Blakely falsely told Athens that her daughter was an escort for Berkowitz, they headed over to Kreiner's Diner for a snack. According to screenshots of text sent by Blakely to Ray, Athens had an emotional breakdown at Kreiner's. So there's a reporter basically like... Hey, let's have an interview about your cookie business oh let's go to your half brother's thing oh my god <laughs> so it's like breaking down <laughs> Blakely claims that Athens quote had a three year affair with Amara she didn't dilute more than that uh, sadly the story on the cookie business never aired <laughs> we are told the booze, booze oh and fuse cookies are delicious yeah <laughs> Yeah, that woman who lies all the time doesn't get to yeah. be featured in the anyway, news. I'm now we get okay to with Tuesday. That. And just when you thought it couldn't get weirder, on Tuesday afternoon, we received a Facebook message from Sarah Schabach, who grew up with uh, Blakely on Kenai Peninsula and is a child of a friend. She provided us with additional audio recordings and screenshots of her conversation with Blakely, uh, which she also said to the Anchorage Assembly member, Christopher, Christopher Constant. Over the weekend, Blakely had taken to social media to try and discredit her daughter. So she's say, now like <laughs> going against her own daughter by saying that she's unwell and suicidal. Wait, she's like, no, I. she's trying to say, no, Blakely I was right Schaubach, about it. Who is an advocate for mental oh health God, treatment what? to convince me to stop reporting on the story because the growing drama could scuttle an important business deal between her booze infused cookie business and Nestle Toll House, which is huge. Nestle, like having a business uh, that's for booze and fuse, like if you're talking to the biggest cookie place and like this is a huge deal for her. So now she's like, oh no, yeah. the consequences of my own actions. I can't be having this. <laughs> oh, my actions. Better and, dig and myself out of this they, hole. They probably wouldn't appreciate uh, their business partner is doing a false claim on the mayor. Um, I do love that they reference Shawback as running Northern Exposure, which she says is Alaska's only BDSM and sex educational conference. And Shawback was was International <laughs> Miss oh, okay. Leather 2013. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is a good and detail. I love that. Miss Miss, <laughs> Miss Alaska Leather 2011 to the story. 2012. <laughs> just a little flavor for who this person is that she's like, okay, can you actually just throw my daughter in asylum real quick so I can get some Nestle Dollhouse money? She's like, I'm Miss Leather, so like, no. Um, Nobody puts Miss No, you can't tie up Miss Leather. I'm already tied up. But, uh, anyway, they had an, uh, the Anchorage Assembly held the meeting on Tuesday night. Berkowitz was not in attendance, and his chief of staff, Jason uh, Bakkenstate, read a statement announcing that Berkowitz had resigned, effective October 23rd at 6 p.m., which made the anti-Berkowitz crowd erupt in cheers. Okay. So everyone just started going insane. Oh, right. Yeah, because this is like all political told now. the assembly that the assembly's, quote, satanic laws will be, quote, cast into the fire. So they are just going, people are... Yeah. Good. Um, yeah, that's good. 
People are just being insane. Further stating that the municipality's sister cities commission uh, had made Anchorage, quote, the world's best brothel. So everyone's just going insane now. They're just like, <laughs> at this meeting. And just, and what is this town the, hall the meeting? meeting starts, what is the happening? Mayor isn't there. He just, his chief of staff goes, he's resigning at this point. Everyone goes insane. Somebody like, there's questions after and they go, you're a satanic laws. Like, it's coming down now. The, the, apparently the Berkowitz is like the first domino, <laughs> the satanic thing for these people. Um, Jesus. And, and, because people were also mad at the assembly because they thought that, of course, COVID pandemic things. Um, Anchorage political Bernadette Wilson, who used to host a TARC radio show with Berkowitz, accused the assembly of overreach with COVID, quipping that, quote, it was definitely a little awkward to be told to wear a mask by the guy who didn't even wear pants. So that was <laughs> a great kind of... <laughs> Listen, you don't listen. You take off your pants one time when you get it thrown back in your face in town call meetings anyway, for the rest is, of your life. That is supposed uh, to be America. That is basically the the end of it. But it is it ends with a surreal and chaotic assembly <laughs> meeting, which is just a great way to end any article. It's <laughs> That's explosion. good old fashioned small what town a, America for you. I love that. What a tale! Just an explosion it, of as nonsense. you like read it. You're because. By the way, the actual article spoils everything in the first paragraph. So I took that out because I'm like, that takes away all the fun of it. The drama. Yeah, because you need some drama here. Mayor was having an affair with the psycho like reporter is so like the reporter. Yeah. Christy, like using every character to their fullest. Everybody has secrets. And then the the mom who lies it, for attention like happens like to weasel mayor, her way into like, the story and is like, and "I'm like here the, now. The I'm a character. Like, I'm just trying to be on OnlyFans. <laughs> trying to tell this truth. I'm, listen, I was never trying to just get. But anyway, get thank power. you everybody for staying with us through that story. I hope you enjoyed that one. I hope you enjoyed the entire episode. Thank you for making this far. If you enjoyed the episode, leave us a review. Leave us a rating. If you have any more tales of of I don't know crazy tales like this uh hit us up at segment city podcast at gmail.com hit up our twitter segment city our youtube segment city and we want to give a very special thank you to someone in particular thank you to rachel robison she does our intro music you can find her works on spotify and anywhere else you Mm. might get music well now we're going to end with list of unusual deaths this is uh the first i think this is a viking Ragnar Lodbrok, a semi-legendary Viking leader whose exploits are narrated in the Ragnar Saga Lodbrok, which is an Icelandic uh, saga, which is so he he is basically like one of the guys who basically uh, helped found Iceland, if I am correct. A a th- uh, a thirteenth-century cool. right. Icelandic saga is said to have been captured by Eula of North. Northumbria, who had him executed by throwing him into a pit of snakes. <laughs> Which is, and they have a oh. fucking picture associated with it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh no, it's so someone drew a picture of it. There's guys oh, in the window, like, it, it's like window height, and there's a guy who's just laying, like, light springing on him, and he's just covered in snakes, like he's an Indiana Jones. <laughs> and he's like, help! And they're all looking, he's like, he's so good. No. <laughs> Uh, hopefully you didn't die listening listening to this (laughs) 
Don't get covered in snakes, and we'll see you next time. And that's the end.